Bad leaders are everyone's worst nightmare, giving you the ultimate playbook to lead, inspire, and grow your team. Better tech leadership powered by BrainHub. Christian, you had a fascinating professional journey leading up to your current position as head of uh, Fraunhofer IIS Mobile Health Lab and CTO at uh, Medical Valley Digital Health Application Center. Uh, could you share with us how this journey unfolded? Well, thank you very much for that. Um, well, yes, um, I started my work at uh, Fraunhofer IIS as a student and stuck there um, around about 23 years ago and uh, have grown up there um, the, the medical department and uh, the things uh, around telemedicine. And um, suddenly, around about five years ago, we had the opportunity to get a special funding and, of course, to do um, a spin-off of Fraunhofer IIS. And um, therefore, we called it um, the DMEC uh, GmbH, um, which is a consulting company. And um, now um, I'm just helping these uh, spin-offs to get in the right way, in the right direction with my technical expertise. So I'm working one day a week um, as CTO for the DMEC uh, company. And on the other hand, I still um, have an, an uh, Fraunhofer um, researching group called Mobile Health Lab, um, where I am head of the Mobile Health Lab. And so I have these two uh, jobs uh, next to each other. That's quite sometimes difficult, but uh, of course, a great chance and a great uh, feeling having um, yeah these two things growing up um, next to each other. Sure. Shifting gears a bit. I'm interested in hearing more about the concept of DIGA. Uh, could you explain what DIGA is and elaborate on its impact on uh, German health market? Uh, how is it influencing the direction of digital for health uh, in your view? Um, we had um, the last uh, decades in Germany problems to get um, yeah, especially digital health applications, um, something like telemedicine um, reimbursed um, by the insurance companies. And um, therefore, um, all things we did in, in uh, the direction of telemedicine um, were not um, successful because nobody wants to pay for it in Germany. In Germany, we have the, 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 um, the, the special thing that um, everybody is insured um, in an uh, insurance company, a health insurance company. And um, there are, uh, yeah, people think that everything they are getting for being healthy um, should be paid by their insurance company. Um, and therefore, if they have to pay on their own for things, they yeah, do not like it. And um, things um, which are paid by the patient itself um, are not very successful. And that was true for uh, decades uh, in German healthcare system because nobody wants to pay uh, for um, telemedicine services. And therefore, this DIGA um, uh, law was a slight uh, revolution for the German healthcare market um, because it um, made uh, happen that um, a special sort of um, digital health applications um, which are patient-centered and of course have low risk classes in terms of um, medical devices um, now could be paid by the insurance companies and um, the manufacturers only have to do an, yeah, a registration process and um, 
um, bring some some um, studies um, that they um, match and so-called positive care effect so that it helps the patients they have to show it um, with studies and then they could be listed um, at um, an uh, institution called B farm which is responsible for um, registering all these DGAs and um, letting them into the reimbursement uh, way and then the insurance companies um, have to pay um, for these DGAs which means um, um, a physician, a family doctor, for example, um, just could uh, go the same way as um, uh, prescribing, for example, um, some pharmaceuticals for you. Um, he is uh, doing um, a recipe for you um, um, where he describes which DIGA you should have uh, to use. And then you can go with this um, sheet of paper to your uh, insurance company and they are paying for it. That's much pretty easy. The processes are well known and uh, already working here in Germany. And so it's quite very easy for patients to, to get a DIGA. And therefore, in, in the beginnings, um, around about three years ago, um, everybody nearly um, was running uh, the DIGA direction. And um, we, especially at the DMEC, um, we have focused on um, doing consulting how the DIGA could be registered at this institution, B-Farm. And um, therefore, um, we were uh, we are surprised that really everybody uh, now uh, stood up um, at our door, uh, was knocking and uh, wants help. Um, what do I have to do to become a DIGA? So a slightly revolution in the German healthcare market. Interesting. Throughout your career, uh, you have witnessed significant advancements in medical technology. Could you share some of the biggest ones and how they transform patient care? Is DIGA one of it? Yeah, well, DIGA is one um, of it. Um, but as I mentioned, I'm, I'm uh, coming up from the more or less telemedicine sector. So I have studied um, uh, computer science and uh, did um, in the beginning of the front of IIS work I had. Um, we did lots of different uh, yeah, telemedicine uh, things um, like uh, so-called body area networks where we tried to put sensors at the body of the patient um, non-invasive of course put all these sensors together with um, some radio modules uh, nowadays known as variables and um, the, the radio modules as Bluetooth of course and um, then to uh, transfer the data from the patient somewhere to um, the doctor or to the hospital. So that's the, the main thing I was focusing the last 20 years. And so the new thing like DIGA is just the um, successor of that. Okay. Um, in, in a DIGA, you have more or less an application at the patient. Um, you measure something. So the patient has to put in some, some values. Um, um, nevertheless, uh, you could uh, also use variables, for example, to, ga to, to uh, gather information on the patient, uh, like blood pressure uh, monitors or something like that. Um, so we have slightly the same scenarios as we already discussed 20 years ago, but now we have it in the market working these uh, things. And um, the, the second uh, thing I'm um, um, my, my profession is in that we, of course, um, to, to show that the DIGAs are working, but also are needed for um, to show that a medical device, of course, is doing what um, it is promising, you need to do studies. 
So you have to go to the physicians at the hospital um, or your family doctor um, and gather data from all these um, doctors or patients they are um, uh, helping. Um, and therefore, you need uh, clinical trials, studies. And um, therefore, you can uh, easily uh, imagine that um, gathering data via telemedicine systems are also usable for such clinical trials where you're using nearly the same technology, but not to help the patient in the main focus, but to gather data on the patient and how the patient is interacting with your medical device or digital application. Um, and then uh, yeah, to, to get lots of data from different patients to say, well, this is um, a yeah, working medical product on the one hand, or to show that um, there is an, an economic impact, of course, in helping the people doing this process. And therefore, my, my second profession is doing clinical trials or um, more um, uh, concrete, developing digital tools, software to help to to manage clinical trials. So the, the second um, product we, we have uh, at Fraunhofer IIS is a clinical trial management system which um, helps the patients, the physicians, um, and all people involved in such a clinical trial to do clinical trials, to do them easily, um, and of mm -hmm. course, uh, of course, uh, cost efficiently. And especially the new thing on that is that um, we are also able to do clinical trials without a hospital. Um, so so-called decentralized digital trials, where we just um, you know, have a web page more or less, the patient can register and uh, give his consent that uh, all the data could be used for a clinical trial and so on. So all processes you normally have uh, done by the physicians at a hospital are done in an electronically digital way with the patient in an internet connection. And that's the very new thing on that. Is the uh, at-home clinical trials limited to, to some kind of uh, treatments or some kind of uh, drugs? Or is can it be used? Well, we we are um, having these kind of clinical trials, especially in the uh, digital uh, applications um, trials, um, not the pharma trials, but you could of course also use it for pharma trials. Um, it depends always on which um, things you need to be done at the patient. Um, if these are processes, for example, which are only uh, are doable by an, a physician at an hospital, for example, then of course you have to, to go to the hospital. Um, but there are lots of things, especially uh, for um, uh, medical devices um, or uh, digital uh, therapeutics, for example, which could be done by the patient at uh, his home. Um, these are always patient-centered devices or patient-centered um, software applications. And, and so um, the interaction between a uh, physician who is located in the hospital who is doing something with the patient is not needed. And for all these trials, the patient could do these things uh, on his own uh, at his home. It seems like a super efficient thing to do. Um, uh, interesting. Changing subject a bit, how do you handle leadership differences between a larger organization like Fraunhofer IIS and a smaller entity like the Medical Bio Digital Health? Especially a large uh, organization like Fraunhofer is always something like um, a big company and we have lots of um, processes and rules um, you have to keep in mind 
and uh, the process of uh, especially leadership is something which is written down where you get um, always um, um, lessons on it how to do it what to do and so on um, and there are lots of uh, documents and uh, formal things you have to do of course on the other hand we have in in the dmac company a really startup company we are now around about uh, 15 uh, employees there um, so it's still a uh, startup, I would say, and the, the creativity and the, the spirit there is um, much different from these yeah, more bureaucracy and uh, documents and process uh, things we have at Fraunhofer. But I have to say, um, Fraunhofer is a research organization and uh, the spirit for innovation and so on is still there. And Fraunhofer recruits lots of employees, especially uh, from... Uh, their um, um, diploma thesis or master thesis, for example. So these are fresh people, very young people, where this um, yeah, more or less startup spirit is also feelable. And <clears throat> we try, uh, especially in, in our small units like my group, for example, to, to keep these uh, fresh uh, spirit and uh, to handle the, the people and, and the employees um, more like a startup company. Of course, we have some rules and some, some laws. Um, we have to to yeah fit this a little bit in because uh, we are a, a big organization and we could not do everything. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we, we are uh, very, very keen on keeping this uh, young spirit and uh, yeah, startup spirit. Fraunhofer does a lot of uh, uh, yeah, effort uh, for creating spin-offs, for example, and involved with spin-offs so we are a kind of incubator also and therefore we know how the spirit is in these these new and, and fresh companies so you could say we, we try to get the best from both uh, worlds and put this together and, and mix it up and um, the, the people are feeling well I think in Fraunhofer as well as in, in the startup companies um, we can learn a lot of how Fraunhofer is doing it. Fraunhofer as a big company has its processes and we can put the processes if it is needed to the startups and vice versa. These fresh people um, in, in the startups um, yeah, are bringing a new spirit also in, in Fraunhofer and especially in my um, group, we have the, the great um, chance to, to discuss all things um, between the different companies and employees because my group is located at the, the same office um, um, with the DMAC together door next to door. Um, we are uh, drinking coffee together, we are eating together and so on. So there's a an, an, uh, yeah, good and big exchange between the employees. Um, and the thing is, of course, um, if, for example, people start uh, at Fraunhofer, um, you know, with the master seasons or something like that, um, they have the opportunity to um, yeah go to Fraunhofer in the future or to jump into a, a startup, and um, therefore it's an, a chance for every side um, to to get involved and uh, in uh, getting in an exchange between each other. So I think um, yeah we we are trying to mix both uh, things and to to um, yeah, get the best things from both sides. Interesting about uh, embracing a startup environment or startup spirit. Uh, are there any specific 
lessons from the startup environment learned and that could be transplanted uh, to bigger organization. Uh, see how I use transplanted? I, I specifically use that word because, you know, it's method and stuff. So I, instead of copying, I use transplanted. No, no, that's that's uh, quite interesting uh, because sometimes it, it's feeling like transplanting something um, because you have to fit this very agile uh, spirit from the startup into the very process-orientated uh, Fraunhofer world. And therefore, you, you are really right if you speak of transplanting these things because we could do it in, in small uh, groups or small um, organization units um, like my group or the Department for Medical Technology at the Fraunhofer IIS, but not for the whole Fraunhofer organization. So that's a small sub-organization we are putting these um, yeah, more or less startup feeling uh, into and uh, yeah, still have some uh, interfaces to the big Fraunhofer world. And um, that's especially the thing we, we are trying here with the DMAC as a spin-off and the, uh, the Fraunhofer IIS um, and especially my group, where we are, as I mentioned, living door next to door. That's a an, an special idea we had not to have this uh, spin-off separated in, in a uh, startup campus or something like that, but to have these two groups um, living next to each other and to to um, yeah get the, the best things of, of both worlds together. And that means, especially the thing you you, you said, the, the word transplanting uh, this DMAC into a big organization like, like Fraunhofer. And sometimes it feels like that you have around these um, gray and uh, process-oriented Fraunhofer thing um, where you could not do many things aside the rules. And in the middle, you have the DMAC um, where you can do things, uh, try out some things and, and to be more free and, and be more hands-on like that. It's a little bit like uh, trying to, to get uh, agile uh, development uh, methods like Scrum or something like that being implemented in a big company. You could not say, well, the whole company has to do it from now, but you can try to have it transplanted in small subdivisions and try to get them uh, doing HR methods. And a little bit like that, I think it is working for us here. Interesting. That's, I think that's really smart. Uh, I, I'd like to talk uh, about uh, managing technology portfolio of a company. How do you approach it? Uh, it's a big thing. You have to think long term. There is a lot of hype going in, going on the technology. The advances are really hap are happening really fast, and I'd like to know how do you approach uh, managing this entire technology portfolio? That's a little bit different because in in terms of the DMEC, uh, the spin-off company, um, we have no technology because we are a consultant company. But in terms of Fraunhofer, of course, we are always think in, in technology and patents and so on, and um, also software and hardware, of course. And in, in Fraunhofer, um, we uh, want to to yeah, participate especially on this uh, innovation spirit by having fresh and young and new people as uh, our employees. Um, we, we have in, uh, in Germany at the universities also the same... Um, law that people could not be employees for more than for six years um, because they have only a contract 
for several years. And uh, normally um, employees have a contract which is not lasting. And in, in Fraunhofer terms, the, the contracts are always designed to uh, at least run one, two or three years. And after six years, the, the employees have no chance to, to, to go further with Fraunhofer. They have to go to the industry. It's a, a little bit the, the job of Fraunhofer to, to uh, build up the new generation um, of, of employees for the industry. And um, therefore, we at Fraunhofer um, having lots of young people, which have in their first six years of, of work uh, employment um, at Fraunhofer. And that means that they are bringing in lots of new ideas, lots of new spirit and so on. Um, and Fraunhofer is trying to put these in patents, for example, and design new technology. So we have a big and broad channel of, of uh, ideas we are trying to, to develop and to implement and to, to try out. And some of these things are working and therefore the channel then is um, narrowing. And um, then we have things, for example, like MP3 um, success stories, um, which are um, very unique. And on the other hand, we have lots of technologies which yeah, are working, which are good for a funded project, for example, um, but never become a technology for the industry. That's a, the second thing on Fraunhofer. Fraunhofer does not sell products um, itself. Um, we are just inventing things, um, developing things, or doing patents, and then we need the industry um, to become these things into the market. So Fraunhofer is not selling things. We're just um, giving licenses on our patents, for example, licensing the, the technology and so on. So the, the work of Fraunhofer is a little bit different to the work which is doing, for example, a company which um, has to manage a real product portfolio, for example. I mean, it seems like a product, just a different, just a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And the others. Final question to you is, what advice would you give to emerging leaders in technology, especially those interested in the intersection of tech, health? Well, I think uh, especially the, the healthcare market um, in Germany and Europe is growing at the moment very fast. We are seeing that especially the, the things Germany invented with um, yeah, the DIGA, is um, blowing up over whole Europe. France, for example, Austria, for example, already have uh, launched uh, similar laws to get things like DIGA running there. And on an European way, we are trying to um, harmonize the uh, registration of such a DIGA um, and the, the reimbursement pathways for that. Um, so I think... Um, we will see DIGA coming up in the future um, also in, in whole Europe and not only in Germany. In Germany and in Europe, we are doing or investing lots of, of money in uh, accelerators, startup programs, and so on, especially for medtech companies, especially on digital therapeutics. And um, therefore, I think it's my advice on um, yeah, entrepreneurs, startup companies, um, try to get very early um, help from an accelerator, um, a startup a campus, for example. Um, and Fraunhofer, we have a an, an program for startups uh, called Fraunhofer Ahead. Uh, we also have an, an incubator to try to help um, startups to, to get uh, in the market. Um, and um, especially uh, our DNET company, for example, is also involved in 
several um, of these accelerators, not only in Germany, but also in Europe. And we try to help the companies and uh, identify the needs they have, especially in the healthcare market very early. Because especially on, on healthcare marketers, it's uh, very regulated, not only in reimbursement things, but also in, in registration of medical products and so on. MDR and all these laws are very complicated. And um, the startups have to know this very early and to um, yeah, um, be, be um, on the right way, um, know all these things, um, and of course, get their investors in, in line. Um, because they need lots of money just to get there, to to get a medical product registered at medical product is the one thing, but also then the next steps to, for example, go for the DIGA way. Uh, it's a long way, it's a cost-intensive way, and therefore they need lots of money, and therefore they should be uh, made up their minds what they are needing very early, not to, to get sunk costs in, in this or that direction. Make up your mind very early. Uh, choose an uh, incubator, an accelerator, something like that. There are lots of people which are keen on helping you and uh, can guide you through the um, different laws and regulations. Interesting. That's a great advice. Thank you very much, Christian. Uh, it was uh, great having you. Uh... Thank you very much. It was a pleasure for me being here and thank you for the invitation. Better Tech Leadership powered by BrainHub. Follow Les Schick on LinkedIn and subscribe to the Better Tech Leadership newsletter.